here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. What is going on? I am Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. Got a big show today. Got a couple of returning guests, my man Jason Griff and Alaska. They have a new album out right now called Human Zoo. We're going to talk about that album, play a couple songs from that. Before we get into the show, let's do a quick sponsor read. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything from the streets to the peaks. DB's gears travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or totes. And, you know, especially now the traveling starting to come back. You can't put everything in an overhead. You got to have some DB equipment with you to make sure you get everything to where you're going and back. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Once again, you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. Thank you for checking out the show. Big shout out to my last guest, Mark Carrier, former Chicago Bears safety. Had a lot of fun talking about what to expect. And one game has already come and gone. And a lot of the things we talked about happened, especially the defense. He said he was a little bit worried about the defense, and uh, they lost 34. Was it 14? I already remember the score anymore because I kind of tuned out of that game after what the first half just just not good (laughs) please be better going forward but yeah their defense did not look very good so go bears let's see they could somehow figure this out and eke out seven eight nine wins from this point forward i highly doubt it but we'll see what happens so if you have not heard that episode go back and check it out talked a lot about the nfl season coming up here but definitely check him out doing the bears Bengals game on sports usa media Today's show, man, this album is really, really good. They Both of these guys have been on the show before. They have a new album out called Human Zoo. Alaska, who's been on before, he came on recently with Zilla Rocka when they had their album Cargo Colts come out last fall. And uh, Jason Griff, the first time in the Four Timers Club. He's been on a couple times with Scorsese, and he came on with Alex Ludovico earlier this year. But he's on for the fourth time to talk about this new album with Alaska, Human Zoo. We're going to play a couple tracks from it, talk to him about the album. And we get into other stuff, too. We start talking about, you know, Papa John's pizza and manscaping and oh, I mean, it's just Halloween stuff. A lot, of, a lot of fun stuff that's not related to that album, but that's cool because these guys have been on before, and we talk about all kinds of stuff besides the album they're promoting at the time. So definitely check that out coming up here shortly in the podcast. Want to promote, you can listen to the show on Spreaker and all digital platforms, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, Blueberry, wherever you're hearing the show, it's still there as well as other places. Follow the show on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on YouTube, you'll hear clips from past guests. And I definitely, definitely encourage you to rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk to my guys Alaska and Jason Griff about their new album, Human Zoo. Play a couple tracks from it. But before we do that, this show never starts. The one and only, the legendary King from Queens, DMC says this right here. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. 
All right, before we talk to Jason Griff and Alaska about their new album, Human Zoo, let's play a track from that album. This right here is No More Music for the Suckers. That's right. If you're a sucker, you don't get music anymore. But <laughs> this is a banger. You know, the album is so, so good. And I can wait to play a couple more tracks for you guys and talk to Griffin Alaska about the concept of it and how they came up with this album. But before we do that, let's play this track right here. No more music for the suckers from Alaska. Jason Griff on the new album, Human Zoo, on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Let's go. Let me have a few of Yeah. Hey yo, this ever already been over Now it's just a battle between straw men and tin soldiers Keep an eye out for the poachers and the vultures That preach to the chorus and expose our worst impulses Impotent from info kill infidels A lot of rap fans treat rap like a minstrel show Yo, a lot of rappers rap like tribute acts Attributes to tributaries, trivets calling kettles black Y'all got me looking like Kelsey Grandma House in the hills Paying your bills like I'm fucking hammer Y'all should be fucking enamored, but you stuck on stupid like I'm stuck on the map. You might remember me and Jason Griff from Adapt. Brought calm to a nation via fireside chat. For that, we should be lionized. Listen to my diatribe. Louder than a bombing when I'm tired. Got a flying eye, yo. I'm a misfit in this microcosm The Michael Jackson of Pranoses with microdoses Yeah, the dope shit, the notion of the goat mix With modern myth and I exist to be the monolith And whilst I'm on my shit, admonishing the common twit I must admit that I'm a monarch for these modern arts And that's canonical, the monoslabs and polymaths A college grad who could crab scratch and cabbage patch Yo, I'll old yell at your dogma this might get off with the Titanic deck and orchestras I never caught a buzz working in corporate offices Lost myself on a tour bus, became an awful fuck But you're in luck, the moral is as it always is It don't exist, this ain't no one size fits all shit It's not the Olive Garden, got me out here a la carte And fat man found out the last on is Eric Carter no more music for the suck. 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 No more music for the suckers. You're now listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast with DJ Soundwave. I am Zilla Rocca from Wrecking Crew, South Philly's favorite native son. Tune in. Enjoy. Here's some wild shit. Peace. You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by a hip-hop duo that have a new album out right now called Human Zoo. Both have been on the show before, but with not together. First time they're on here together. It's pretty cool to have them both on here. Welcome to the show, the one and only Jason Griff and our man Alaska. What's up, fellas? What up, what up? Man, good, good, good. Uh, this album, Human Zoo, man, so much to ask you guys about right here. Right off the top, just talk about the concept of it and uh, just the idea of what's going on with this record. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like, it really sort of kind of came out really like sort of exposing the ideas of, like, the cages we put around ourselves and we put around, like, society, like, the, the sort of zoo-like nature of modern culture where we're, we're constantly observing everybody through social media and and like you know we're also in the process of being observed in the same way it's just like this non-stop voyeuristic culture going on right now right like an aquarium type thing or something like that pretty much yeah or or even a human zoo right exactly <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. How about you, Griff? You feel like that? Many people are watching you too much? It's like Rockwell or something? You know, people are always watching you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the Rockwell re- uh, reference is, uh, is really fitting on account of the, uh, the guest hook concept, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like the all-time guest hook of, you know, of guest hooks that Rockwell joined. Really? But you guys, 
Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and speaking about, you know, just the title track, Human Zoo, when I first saw it, I thought it was like, oh, it's a posse cut. This is like uh, self-destruction or something. I see all the names on there. It's like, no, this is kind of like like what we were just talking about. So, so guest hook, you know, different guys on it. Talk about that track. I really liked how that song came together. Um, well, we had sort of that idea early on. Um, and we we're just going to like get like people that we were tight with like you know like sort of super tight with and create with and it was like they were all already on the album in different spaces so we thought let's let's aim big let's see who we can get and we we put out a, a call to to our friends and they all came through and it was like you know because because of the nature of the hook it repeats every four bars right when the original version of it where it was just me doing the hook every four bars and the four bar verses like it just sort of like blended into one big sound of my voice. Which <laughs> we need a break, isn't, right? Isn't break it up with the something. Best thing. Right. Yeah. So we needed to break it up. And, and fortunately, all of, all of those folks came through for us and like really killed it. Man. And you guys are describing my life right here. I mean, wake, work, eat, sleep, TV, repeat. Especially yeah. with COVID. That's I mean, everybody's life. Yeah. I mean, with a, with a podcast thrown in. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is like, I told someone uh, recently, this is like the new bar for me. So I don't go anywhere. So this yeah. is, right now, we're sip, I'm sipping on water, but let's pretend like that's, you know, Jack and Coke or something I used to drink back in the day or something. So. Yeah. And, uh, and, and background noise. Yeah, that's all right, man. Sorry, that was me. Yeah, Griff. No, that was me digging in. Well, you said it was like a bar, so that was me right. digging into the fridge for a PBR. Did somebody yeah. just get punched? <laughs> Did some girl just get hit on by some dude and she's not feeling it, but she's got the free drink anyway? Man, speaking of this song, though, Griff, the, the production has like a West Coast vibe to it. Oh, okay. Or, or am I off on that? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong there. It kind of felt like I mean, that. I didn't really get that impression, but it's, okay. it's funny how it's always subject to interpretation. There you go. Um, so if it feels West Coast uh, to you, then it is West Coast. Um, maybe West Side of Chicago. Maybe I got that wrong. <laughs> there you go. There's some, you know, I'd, I'd like to think all my tracks have a little West Side bounce in them. There you go, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see where you're coming from with that on, on some of the tracks. Yeah, it not a bit of like West Coast underground feel to it. And being an old head, I mean, there's a couple songs in there definitely had that kind of 808 feel to it, like you know the drum machine kind of sound, and definitely, absolutely, definitely grabbed me because you know I'm, I'm an old ass man, so I love that. That's what I grew up on. So when I hear that, you know, in the first couple tracks, you know, it definitely hooked me. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've said this a few times. Like for me, it's all the drums. Like that's what captures me. If it doesn't have drums or like doesn't have banging drums, I can't really get what to track. Yeah, without a doubt, man. And you know, talking about you talked about the concept of the album, talk about the cover art. Who did the art for it? Did you guys collaborate on how it looked with the you know the two guys you know being looked at? Yeah, uh, Captain Watts did it. Uh, he's the same guy who's done some work for us in the past. He did uh, Midnight Express. Something else. Oh, well, he did Midnight Express. He also did all the singles for Midnight Express. They oh, all right. had their own. Uh, so, yeah, generally, like, the, the art concept was something that, like, Alaska and I had talked about and then, like, put our heads together with Watts, who's extremely talented. And uh, and he came through with uh, with what he came through with. Yeah, yeah kind of like a, yeah, it had, like, an alien vibe a little bit, too. Like, you guys are waking up out of pods or something and people are staring at you. I definitely, uh, yeah. definitely felt it. I was going to say, like, the multiple layers of uh, people being looked at. So it's, like, the people in the in the zoo being looked at by the aliens. And then and then on the back cover, it's me in Alaska looking at the aliens. Yeah. And I bet you if you pull back, there'd probably be somebody looking at us. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That'll be the art for the bonus reissue. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be like an, an infinite pullout. Oh, that's a perfect word for that. So definitely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. <laughs> Man, I mean, the first, you know, the first track, the No More Music for the Suckers, like I said, that one really grabbed me too. It just, the, the drums on that one just come right at you. What do you guys think of that track? Yeah, How did you guys come up with that? that one. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. Um, yeah, it's funny. That's actually like a really old beat. Um, maybe made it in like 2012 ish. It was just kind of one of those ones that sat in the vault until the right person found it. And that was Alaska. Who was the right person? <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking dude I met on the internet. Somebody who bought it on Beat Stars. He sounds like he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alaska, is that how it worked? Did he, did he send you that beat? Was that like among other ones? And you're like, I got to do this one. Is that, that how was, that worked out? We had the album was almost done. Right. And, um, Griff just sent me like four beats, I think, and they were just sort of like he was like, just check these out, see if you like anything. Oh yeah, and, that's right. It was like I was just like a random moment, like going through the yeah. vaults. I'm like, oh, I wonder if you ever sent him this one. Yeah, with a couple and, of them. Yeah, so I, I think it was that one. It was um, Remora Fish, which didn't make the record. It was um, oh Christ, what was the other one? Um, there was something else. Playlist, which didn't make the record, and then there was one more. I think it ended up being like. All four of them ended up being songs. I, I really liked all the beats. Yeah. Um, they just didn't all make the record. But like that one, I was looking for something to be an intro track. And like I just threw that one in and wrote like that, that shit in like it worked. a day or two. That one was a really quick turnaround. It was Animal like, Farm was had, the other one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's one of those stories where you hear like, you know, the, the people that made like the song in the last few minutes that, that ended up being like the better songs, <laughs> like the best songs on the record. Right. But I hear that a lot sometimes. Like people on here and just from other albums too. You just that's that's common. You know, you, you come up with something and last second uh, a joint kind of comes together and it ends up being the standout track or or one of the better yeah. ones. So yeah, that's I'm always amazed by that too. You know, the way the process like works. A freedom in it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not something you're like screw. Let's just see what happens and. There's no pressure. Like, you know, when you start writing for a record, you're like, oh, it's the first song I'm writing for this record. It's got to be big. And then, you know, as you're going, you're like, oh, we're missing this. We're missing that. Like, what can we do to pull it together? And then at that point, you're you're kind of almost done. You're like, eh, whatever. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so you're like, you're free to like, just go nuts. And this is the first time you guys did a whole album together, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys have worked together so much and must have felt like it wasn't that different to do a whole album. Obviously, you know, more songs than before, but... You guys are always working on each other's projects and such. What was it like finally getting together and putting something? Is that something you guys always wanted to do? Did it just kind of come out of nowhere? Like, how did that come come together for both of you guys? It was kind of all of that because I guess we've been working on this project for a while, like maybe almost a year. Yeah, right. Yeah, we started last summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it's been about a year. It wasn't too long after we after we did the joints for Fireside Chats. Because at that point, we had already done Ode to Camplo, and then that led into Fireside Chats, uh, the Adapt and the Rage song. I think it was randomly, like, you might have heard a beat on Instagram or something like that. Like, I think that's what it was. A couple, was, of, yeah, you... couple, of, couple of those, you were like, hey, would you mind sending me this and this and this? And then it was like, well, since I'm sending you three, I might as well sell you, send you a bunch more and let's see what I happens. Might as well send, send you 45. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why I always ask people, I'm like, what's the maximum I can send at once? Because <sighs> like Zilla, Zilla will infamously tell you that I give them anxiety sometimes by sending too many at once or sending them too frequently. That's um, yeah. So 
Uh, Alaska was cool with it. Uh, I gave him a disclaimer that I was going to send a bunch of random old stuff that would definitely need a touch up. So I think from that first batch, he picked out like eight and it was like, well, that's like the that's like the bones of an EP or an album or whatever. And uh, we started with those and just kept building and building from there. How many beats do you think I sent you in total? I I would say close to 60. Nice. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um, I mean, because sometimes you would just be like, here's this thing I found. And just yeah. like, send it to me. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. And you're like, actually, we can't use it because I sampled some. And so I forgot which one it was, but it's like big horns. I was like, oh, that's dope. And you're like, yeah, we can uh- use that. <laughs> I don't know which one that one was, but I know I sent you the one with the fucking um uh was it Def Leopard sample or was it poison? It might have been. Um oh, some hairband stuff here. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh Foolin? Is that Def Leopard or Poison? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's Def Leopard. Okay, yeah. So I got, I got that one. Mm. So that's a banger. Yeah. Headbanger. Yeah, but it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the, all the stuff we did though was like because you you sent me like all the the stuff and it was like every now and again i would just like you know if something wasn't working like in the list of beats that i had i would just go back through things and like see what caught my attention and then if something did i would just start working there so alaska you're like hey send me some Def leopard type beats you know you're like that <laughs> you know i mean sixth grade me was all about it let me get that nelson type <laughs> steez you know <laughs> right i need some white snake come on man hook it up <laughs> but actually you know to flip it a little bit i mean griff that fireside chats you might as well get into that a little bit i mean you definitely flipped the script on that one with obviously like some punk rock feel to it and you guys collaborated on a couple tracks on there talk about you know actually using you know guitars and such for production you know it's a fine line uh you definitely don't want it to come across as rap rock so sometimes like i may subconsciously shy away from guitars but ultimately when done right it can sound really good um i think that uh, a good example of that is that last uh the final tribe called quest album there's like guitar on every song but none of it sounds like rock you know yeah that's a good point because i'm right now i'm trying to think which one stands out as like a guitar track and they're not you know, it's not like his big, loud, you know, slash guitar solo or something. So I'm trying to think of it right I now. I mean, I think there's, you know, they got one song. I think, who is it? Jack White playing a uh, guitar on it. They got the um, fucking uh, Elton John sample in there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, when it's done right, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, you know, going back to how we, I talked about the concept and the, the album kind of has like a, an old school feel. You know, they got Run DMC or Beastie Boys or something. A lot of guitar stuff and rock feel in their early stuff. So, yeah, of course, it makes sense to... Uh, throw it in there and give it that old school vibe a little bit on a couple tracks and fireside chats you know salute to you guys i mean that one was a straight banger i told zilla when he was on here a couple episodes back i'm like man i need another verse on that song and then he told me like that wasn't even a song it was just like a little interlude you had and he just he just took it and, and killed it yeah that joint was like 30 seconds long or 40 seconds long and he was like can you double or triple the length of it and send it back to me man. yeah he knocked it out the park and Alaska, the track you had on there, you really got uh, really deep on your track with the yeah. It was yeah, it was like sort of the right feel at the right, right. time. Um, it's funny, like the the first four bars on that verse was just something I was writing, like sort of as like a writing experiment. Um, and then Griff sent me that beat. I was like, oh, this works. So I just like ran with it from there. You know, it was like I was trying to do something a little more introspective, but like to the point of like just looking at like what normal life is like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, without getting into, like, some weird, like, oh, existential crisis bullshit. It was like, oh, no, I'm just waking up in the morning, have some coffee, and write. 
Yeah, and it's you definitely know, like relatable, sort of, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't hang out like so I used to either. Like, like I think it's one of the verses you had in there, something like, you know, I don't hang out like I used to or something like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was just sort of like writing about, like, the state of my life at this point. Right. And of course, yeah, with so, COVID on top of it. I mean, we're all living that. Even if you, even if it's reluctantly, <laughs> you're like not going out like you used to. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird because I was trying to like get away from the stuff um, that I did on Cargo Cults. Oh right. But then, like, and I wrote that before we worked worked on this record. Uh, I wrote it that before we worked on this record, and then like I said, this record is almost like a combination of Cargo Cults and that style. Nice. With the writing. Right, no doubt. Yeah, it definitely, definitely was a standout track. And, you know, like I said, Griff, you, you killed it on that one. So some real, you yeah, know, you yeah, man. I mean, I was definitely like, you know, feeling it for sure. And I got to I gotta bring this up too. You know, Griff, I think you're trolling me because Juice comes up every damn time I talk with you. And there's a track in here called Juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you and Scorsese were shitting on that movie. <laughs> no, that was, that was, that was 100% Scorsese shitting on that. <laughs> Yeah, Scorsese hated that movie. It was his one flaw. Yeah, it was just it just caught me off guard that that time I had you guys the first time. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. I don't know how to defend Juice today. <laughs> it's like I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> but that being said, the track on here, uh, man, I, I like this one a lot. It's got that Rod Digger Imperial feel on it, and then uh, Alaska Slew for the ColecoVision reference. Man, I'm a video game head from back in the day, so oh yeah, big up for ColecoVision. ColecoVision. I, yeah. That was like the that was like the next level game and right before Nintendo, right? It was yeah. like sort of middle ground. It's like, oh, I could play like I could play real Mario Brothers on here, real right. Donkey Kong. Yeah. It wasn't like the shitty Pac Man they had for Atari. I used to play Popeye like crazy on that one. That was my Oh game. yeah, where you had to you had to catch Olive Oil's hearts. <laughs> right. Well well Bluto's like throwing bottles at you and shit. <laughs> yeah. Jackass. It was basically Donkey Kong, right? It was like just pretty Donkey much, yeah, it, right. It's 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 somebody trying to get the girl, and there's some some ape kind of cat that's like in the way, and trying to right. Yeah, yeah you're right about that, Griff. Do you did you play ColecoVision? Or was that something you played at all back in the day? Or mm, ColecoVision was a little bit before my time, I guess. Yeah. Like it was around, but I didn't start getting into games until Nintendo. Got you. What what was your game on Nintendo? I, I mean, I'm Punch Out was my favorite. Um, I had several. Um, I fuck with Battle Toads. Oh, there you go. Um, Super Dodgeball, uh, Tech Mobile. Yeah. Tech Mobile was my awesome. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got super heavy into um, like the Tecmo Super Bowl series on Super Nintendo. Man, that's what's up. Um, but those were like my shit on the original Nintendo. Oh, and the Ninja Turtles games, especially Ninja Turtles Two, the arcade yeah. game. Yeah, the Nintendo Ninja Turtles game was. I was obsessed with that one. I played that a ton. Man, that was that's. I also on bike as well. Yeah. In my late teen years, I worked at Funko Land, so oh, there like, it is. we sold the, we sold the um like all the old games and shit. So like I was able to play like every fucking Nintendo game when I worked there. So like, nice. um, it yeah, it was a pretty cool experience in the sense that like you know when you were a kid and Nintendo was out, like you weren't going to be able to get every game. Like that shit was expensive. You know, so like growing up to then be able to just like literally have every game at my fucking fingertips uh, was pretty dope. Yeah. And you were like, you were like the kid that everybody wanted to talk to then. He's like, yeah, you work at Funko Land? Like, oh shit. You know, you know what's coming out? Yeah, man. They got the the new Super Mario. It's coming. You know, you guys got to get ready. I know about it. I played it, you know. 
it's like you're the video game drug dealer or something. You knew all about the the hot shit before anybody else did. Funkoland. Yeah, man. my first my first year there was the year that the Game Boy Color were uh, oh, super in demand with the Pokemon games. So like, I had, you know cousins that you hadn't talked to in four years around Christmas time, being like, "Yo, can you give me a Game Boy Color?" That's amazing. <laughs> like, not even can you hook me up with one. Like, can you get me one? I'll pay extra. <laughs> like, and now we got GameStop and. I think that's about it. I don't know where where kids Pretty go from games yeah. now. I'm out of I'm out of the loop. <laughs> yeah. Did, did Did you guys have those friends that were like only friends for a certain game? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is the person I play Metroid with. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do anything else. We play Metroid and like, all right, cool. See you later. And maybe listen yeah. to like Van Halen. <laughs> no, there you go. I have uh, from from around that same era. I got a group of homies that. Uh, we would just get together and smoke a ton of weed and play um, the Nintendo 64 wrestling games, the nice. WrestleMania 2000 and oh, wow. No Mercy, and we'd play for fucking hours. That's amazing. Man, yeah, I remember a couple kids around the way they had, uh, when Nintendo first came out, we're talking like 87 or something, and they were playing Kung Fu and Gyromite, and they're, they, had the, oh, yeah. they had it right by the window, and they're on the first floor, so all of us were in the alley kind of looking in and, you know, trying to get in there to play and, you know. That's hilarious. <laughs> Little jerks. <laughs> I think I threw a smoke grenade in their window one time because I was pissed at them, but I shouldn't be saying that because now I just put myself out there. So if they, they hear this, I, I did it. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like statute of limitations for legal action is okay, but statute of limitations <laughs> for getting your ass kicked might not be. So, right. so it's a big bag. It's 50-50. Yeah. I mean, they're mad teasing us. They're holding the controllers at the window like, ah, we got, we got gyromites. Saying, we- they brought that upon themselves. There you go, man. They really did. Man. They really did. Speaking of Jarmot, I actually had the robot. What was his name? Uh, Rob? He would play with you? Rob, yeah. But he was yeah, so I slow. Actually, I still have one. It's broken, but it looks cool on top of our refrigerator. Oh, I have one in my storage, but I have no idea what kind of shape it's in. <laughs> it's, it's probably worth a few dollars. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. But yeah, probably so, worth uh, more than nothing. More than zero. My downstairs neighbor just came up on an television. Oh man! Now, nice. you're, now you're going. That's like yeah. before ColecoVision, right? That's like going way back. Yeah, yeah. That's like you're about to Atari and ColecoVision. You're about to have a new video game exclusive friend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yo, what's up? You want to come down and play in television? Sure. <laughs> yeah, man. he's got the he's got the Atari as well. I'm like, oh man. Nice. And Commodore 64. He's doing uh, flight simulator games. You know. Exactly. We're gonna sit there for hours. <laughs> I used to just be like, "Why are you playing? This is so damn boring." Like, Come on, man. It's like I'm flying to play. And like, all right, do you shoot somebody in this one, or is it just you're just pretending like you're a pilot? Okay, for three hours. Yeah. So I guess I guess while we're on the subject of video games, it's funny. Like my early, my first start into like making beats was fucking around with like first Mario Paint on Super Nintendo, and then um, MTV Music Generator on the PlayStation. Oh, oh wow. wow, dude! <laughs> and look at you now. Because, because it was yeah, right. It was something I want. I knew it was something I wanted to experiment with, but I had no idea like what equipment to get or whatever. And again, I worked at the video game store, and I'm like, wait a second, there's video games that you can use to make music. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that's how I started fucking around with it and learning like you know song structure and uh, all that shit. So anybody out there listening? So some- that- that works at GameStop, you know, you could be a big time producer like my man Griff here. Yeah. yeah. Dude, have you guys ever heard Crime Kills or uh, No No Face Nate? No. Nah. 
he's he's like a punk kid that makes all of his music with eight bit. Like so, it's like eight bit punk rock music. That's crazy. Nice. It's fucking awesome. Is that uh, stuff you can find online? Because I, I kind of interested in hearing how that sounds. I believe so. Let me yeah. check real quick. Crime Kills is up on here. Yeah, Crime Kills there is, is on there. So I would check Crime Kills. Crime Kills is crazy. Crime Kills. Um. Yeah. That makes me yeah, think of Ice T, like Rhyme Pays, Crime Crime Kills. Okay. Yeah, Crime Kills. It's all one word, and then um, he's Nate. Yeah. So and then it's um, Nate No Face, but it's N the number eight, and then No Face. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. Definitely got to check it. These yeah, guys exactly. are going to get a couple more followers or something. Yeah, no, they're dope as fuck. Man, and, and back to that track, Juice. I mean, it's, it's a banger, too. And talk about the idea of using the Imperial for the for the hook. You know, shout out to Alex Ludovico who did that. Uh, another banger off of this album. Yeah, it was... Um, so I, I had wrote, written a song and I was trying to figure out a hook. And I was... Um, it was during, like, you know, COVID time. So you'd have to drive somewhere and wait for your order to be ready to go pick up your dinner. And I was waiting for some sushi. The Imperial came on uh, Rock the Bells radio. Nice. And I was like, oh, this hook is so dope. It goes perfect over this beat. I did it. I laid it down. And it really did not have any energy to it. <laughs> it did not have <laughs> any sort of energy to it. Would you agree on that, Griff? If anything, it had negative energy. I think you're a little, uh, I think you're a little hard on yourself. But maybe, Alex definitely picked it, it up a notch. <laughs> it didn't sound the way it sounded in my head. So maybe that's what it was. I was like, oh, I was going to be so live. And then I was like, hey, it's the Imperial. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, when Alex did it, I was like, that's what it sounded like in my head. There you go. And that's funny because Alex thinks he, thinks he sounds like uh, fucking Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix in his head. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's very much on the record stating that. <laughs> that's so funny. It's crazy. Does yeah. he feel like New Morpheus from the new Matrix trailer? Um. Or- or old man Morpheus, Leonard. I think old man Leonard Morpheus. I don't know. Does yeah. does Morpheus say anything in the new trailer? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay, I haven't watched it in its entirety yet. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I've still actually never seen the second or third one. You're like not all the way through, I've seen seen parts of them in and out of context, but. The only one I ever watched was the first one. So I kind of like leaving it at that. Like, this is the Matrix for me. Just this one great film. Yeah, no, that's the best way to look at it. Because the, the other two films are ass. Yeah, I've right. never seen them either. I'm right there with you. You know, and all we have left to remember them by is uh, a bunch of shitty rap references. Yeah, nothing but rap. Shitty rap references. <laughs> <laughs> from, from all your favorite conspiracy theorist rappers. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of them. Yeah, it's really like right up there with flowing like any sort of liquid. As cliche rap lines. <laughs> oh man, uh, another another album uh, track I wanted to bring up here is Animal Farm. Man, I was I was feeling this one a lot too. Yeah, man. Uh, no, that song's crazy. Like I still listen to it and just be like, wow, <laughs> this yeah. came out amazing. It came out really good. And, like, I just kind of spent that beat on a whim. Like, I was surprised that he picked it and surprised it turned out so good. Because it was just kind of one of those beats that you make that's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is wild. This is crazy. No one's ever going to rap on this. It was like, the second I heard it, I was like, this this is a hit. I was like, the clapping and the little hook pair part, I didn't know what the hell to do with it. I was like, this is awesome. This is like what I want to hear. <laughs> and then, like, you know, when Lou got on it, it just really added a whole new dimension to it. Right. Yeah, it's definitely that track when I and played you know, it. You know, it stood out. You know, I would keep going back to that one. Let me hit that one again. Let me hit that one again. 
Yeah. And also a bonus coming out of that is like discovering Lou, like yeah. uh, Love You Liffy's. Like he's so fucking good. Like he's got a bunch of shit up on Bandcamp. Um, I was actually on his page the other day. You can get his whole discography for like twelve bucks. Oh yeah. I would highly, highly recommend it for anybody listening. And you can't yeah, sleep he's on the. Awesome dude too. Oh yeah. And, and uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. It's not the last you're gonna hear of me and Love Ulysses working together. Oh shit! Exclusive. Yeah. Is it is it more than what you've already told me? Possibly. There's one song already recorded, and then I sent him a bunch of stuff. He's sitting on it. We'll see what happens with it. Nice. Excellent. Um, but he's got a he's got a batch. He's zeroing it out. So. Excellent. That's good. Dude is dope, man. He deserves all. Yeah. Of Fellow Midwesterner. Really- Oh, that's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, he really, he really brought that song to life. So shout out Mighty Healthy. He did the remix of that same track, Animal Farm. Yeah, mm. and whole totally different vibe with it, but the song still came out, you know, awesome, man. Right, yeah, it it sounds, really his remix fresh. is so good. Like, I don't even think you could pick which one is better. It's just two great versions, two great different vibes, you know. Yeah, yeah, he really came off on it. That to me is when even a though remix is, mine is better. Oh, of course. Obviously. <laughs> but that's when I think a remix really is something when it's a it's almost like it's a different song and you know it, yeah. you don't even realize like I because I remember I was looking at it, I was like wait this is a, this is a one of the oh yeah he did, did the song earlier and the man it's like a new song and I like that I, I really uh shout out to Mighty Healthy man he did his thing on that one and, but yours is better yeah. of course Griff I mean you know unless unless Mighty Healthy comes on the podcast right and he did uh, you know a couple months yeah. back so when he comes on again I'll gas him up like, yeah yours is better oh yeah totally yeah, yeah. Griff is Griff is yeah, whack I mean, you know it's just, you know. <laughs> all, all the remixes came out really cool and had like cool different feels which is nice yeah, Zilla Rock has got one for Petty King, and again, you know, both yeah. songs have that different vibe to them. And uh, salute to Zilla Rock for you. That you guys definitely have, you know, all the uh, you know the insubordinate crew and you know wrecking crew. Everybody that's down with you guys all, all seem not everybody, but a lot of them were in on this project. And that's always as, as a fan, it's always cool to see those names on there. Yeah, it's always cool to get yeah. have like the crew involved. You got to feed the family. There yeah. it is, and of course, yeah, you know, you can't overlook the Oda Scorsese. I mean, that one. You know, of course, or, you know, just just see him on another track. And I like how you guys did that, where it's almost like a phone call verse, you know, the way it ended with the, yeah. with the dial tone. I thought that was a really cool effect and how you guys did that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, that was actually, I mean, all we had from him was the phone recording. Uh, so, like, his verse is recorded on, like, you know, just a voice recorder on the phone. And that was uh, that was supposed to be the intro. So, like, originally yeah. the plan was that beat was going to be the intro and uh and and shells was gonna rock it um and like we had sent him the beat and that was the first draft he sent back like what do you think of this and we were like super dope but like let's see where the concept of the album goes and then you could speak more to whatever the concept of the album was so unfortunately he passed before he was able to really lay that down but um uh still happy to have him on it and uh you know it's fitting that it became the the outro instead of the intro yeah, yeah, he was he was gonna um, basically do like the Memphis Bleak coming of age thing, where he like just basically kicks like a song on on his own to set off the record. Wow, yeah, yeah. it's it's just great to hear. I mean, you know, I've said this to everybody who's been on there. It's uh, associated with you guys, and you know, I'm, I'm just really excited whenever I see him on a track. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm sure there's same. more stuff you guys are you probably know about that's coming that you know we're just gonna have to wait and see. But I'm sure I know how much he grinded, and uh, I'm sure there's stuff that's still in the vault that you guys have that that'll still come out with him on it. Yeah, there's you know, um, I mean, I don't mind uh, you know sharing this information now. On uh, September 24th is is his birthday, 
Um, so we're going to be releasing an album that he did with uh, Chumzilla on all the production. So, um, but we're just uh, right now in the process of finalizing all that. But that's going to drop on his birthday. Um, it's really good. I think it's some of his really, best yeah. pen work. Like, yeah, like, yeah Chumzilla is a beast with production and uh it's like some of shell's best writing that i've ever heard i'm super excited to put it out and also very nervous <laughs> but a good nervous i bet yeah 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 you know it's a mixed bag right of feelings <laughs> man yeah like i said just you know he's he's the reason why i'm talking to you guys and so many others who've been on here and you know as i always say you know salute to scorsese i mean i'm i never got to meet him in person but was really blessed to have known him and of course, you guys, you know, worked with him so much. Yeah, he was he was a special guy. Yeah, man. I remember that video you guys did, Alaska, you know, did the uh, Ode to Camp Lowe. So, you know, you guys oh, had yeah. the, the title belts and everything. Was that filmed in, in, in uh, where was that at? Was that where he was living or did you did he come to you? Where was that uh, done at? It was in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Um, so I was, I went down to D.C. to visit family and then, um, I took a day and we got together and we recorded a little bit and then we went and did the video. So nice. it, was, it was really cool like to get to, you know, hang out in person and like just kick it for the whole day. Right. Yeah. That, and that song, of course, you know, from midnight, midnight express, you know, one of the standout tracks that you guys did together. Yeah. So yeah. Salute. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were talking about doing an EP that day. Like we were just like, let's do it. We, you know, we got all these songs. Right. Like, let's just do like a back and forth EP like we've been doing, you know, unfortunately. Right. Now, that would have been something for sure. Yeah. It would have been super cool. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I was going to say, it was a similar thing. Like, I sent him like two beats that I had left over from Cargo Cults. And he's like, all right, I got stuff written. I was like, dude, I just sent it to you. <laughs> Man. I thought we were going to do this like in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, he he grinded. I mean, just from the outside looking in, it just seemed like whenever he'd message me and tell me he's got something coming out, I was like, man, you just put something out like last week. You're, you're just right on top. Of it. I, I, I got to give it to him, man. He was. He seemed like he was always on the next move. He, he was always yeah. doing the next thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely salute. Yeah, definitely salute to Scorsese without a doubt, man. Do you guys have any visuals yeah. coming out on this on this album at all? Anything we'd expect besides the album itself? I know you've probably got like vinyl and CD and stuff like that. What's all the promoting stuff coming out um so we did uh cds and then we also did um uh like a limited edition collector's edition box set so um the box set contains the cd uh cassette magnets stickers uh an autographed mini print uh and it's all in like this cool matchbox uh, set up and the uh, the CDs we had a limited amount of CDs by themselves but those are already sold out and there's only really a, a small handful of the uh, box sets left so anyone interested should should rush go. over to insubordinaterecords.com and get one today. Griff, <laughs> I was gonna say it says on my counter forty minutes. That's the first time you said insubordinate because the last time I know you and Alex must have said I'm about eighty flipping. times. <laughs> <was> like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> It's all good, man. Insubordinate. That's where it's at. Go check them out. And I, I saw his albums on Bandcamp as well. Any other places people can find the album? Uh, yeah, it's on Bandcamp and all the streaming platforms. Um, you know, stream it if you think it's cool. Uh, maybe consider buying it. Um, 
if you're a casual music yeah we got t-shirts uh we have throw pillows that's the real highlight (laughs) that's what's up yeah that's great (laughs) so when you pass out drunk on the couch pass out on a throw pillow with me and alaska's faces on it there you go there you go (laughs) pulls the room together sweet dreams it really does yeah (laughs) man and and Alaska, I got to ask you this, man, because we're almost at you know Halloween season, and the last time I had you on, you put me on a Terrifier, and I watched yeah. both of them, and you know that's some scary ass shit. I watched it before I went to sleep both times, which was not nice. recommended, but I did it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you have for me now? I, I I'm always looking for a new oh, scary flick to to get into. Uh, what 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 do you have? Uh, anything you've seen recently, or some old school flick? I I've seen some old stuff like Motel Hell, which I never saw before recently, and some other stuff I like that. I need to check that one out. It's crazy, it man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's good in the sense that it's you know crazy. It's an '80s flick, you know. So yeah. Uh, all I'll say is when they're putting people in the dirt and their heads are sticking out and they're still alive. Uh, that's uh, that's enough for me to say. Like, All right, let me check this out. I mean, it's worth ninety minutes of my time. It's crazy. Okay, it's a crazy ass that's flick. Good. I think it's on Tubi or Pluto TV or one. I I don't yeah, know which app I saw it on, but it's definitely on one of those. I've, I've definitely seen it. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. I've watched so much, but I can't think of anything. Like nothing that stands out. Um, did you ever see the Evil Dead remake? You know what? I have not, and I've been told to check that one out. That one I have not seen. Yeah, that shit is really good. And did Raimi do it? Right, he did everything. It's not like it's a new he director, right? He produced it, but um, oh, okay. This guy named Fede Alvarez directed it. Okay. And um, he he's actually producing the upcoming um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which is going to be like basically like you know how they did with Halloween, the new one where it picked up like forty years later. Oh, I got you. Right. <laughs> it's going to be like that with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, wow. and it's going to be on Netflix, but. Yeah, that that shit was really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've watched. I'm definitely looking forward to Halloween Kills because I liked how they did the last Halloween Hell movie. Yeah. And they, they basically said from two to like whatever the last one was, pretending like you never watched those movies or going straight from Halloween 1 to this one here, and then this next one should be dope as hell. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I recently did watch the um, the first and the second Halloween again, but, you know, that's everybody's seen that. Right. Shit, I don't know, man. Um, oh, you know what? I just watched. What did I just watch on HBO Max? You, I I watched a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Oh yeah. I don't think they held up, man. No. Uh, I was kind of bummed. The third one was always my favorite, just because I think the time frame of my life when I watched it when I was a kid, and the first you were one. Into docking, right? Yeah, right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Griff, you'll be, you'll be uh, sampling them on the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, we're making making an all docking, rocking with docking album. Rocking with docking. Uh, yeah, the first one's good, the third one's good, and there's. I always like New Nightmare. Some people didn't like it. I thought it was kind of cool how they did the whole uh, breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, and you know the actors are playing themselves. So I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. I need to but go back to that one. Yeah, uh, Griff, you get down with Halloween flicks. Do you watch any of this stuff or? Uh, no, this is a genre that I do not. I am not one bit familiar with. Uh, but I'm enjoying hearing you guys talk about it. <laughs> there you go. Well, don't start with Terrifier. If I have, if I have any anything to say, if you ever plan on watching one, don't. That's not the one to watch. <laughs> um, I have yep. seen the original Evil Dead's and Army of Darkness. I prefer like the more Army of Darkness style, like extreme campiness. That yeah, works. Ash vs. the Evil Dead show is really cool. I like that one a lot. Okay, what's that, that was really good. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix now. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah that's real fun. Uh, Xena um, pops up in those too, Lucy Lawless, and uh, yeah, yeah, those are great. For real? Yep. As Xena or just no, no, not Xena. Okay. <laughs> and then Kevin not Sorbo Zena, shows up like, as Hercules. It's not like some crossover <laughs> shit. Okay. That would be pretty cool if she did. That that really piqued my interest. <laughs> well, you know, Xena was like. Uh, porn i guess in the 90s if you didn't have cable <laughs> you'd watch they yeah. watch and zeta and then you were good to go <laughs> well, i was also it was always who would win in a fight zena or china oh, dude. oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i'm going with zena every time i'm going with china i mean are we are we are we going full kayfabe or real life that's a good question <laughs> zena had like zena have superpowers china china just you know she was a pro wrestler, but yeah. pretty sure in real life, Joni Lara would fuck her up. China is, yeah. I mean, right. She was she was in the Royal Rumble, for God's sake. She was wrestling dudes, so I'm guessing you're probably, maybe I'm yeah, wrong inter- on that one. Former Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that's true. How, how are you, by the way, since you brought up wrestling, are you excited about CM Punk coming back and being in, in uh, AEW? Absolutely. No, I was super juiced about that because, uh, you know, hometown boy plus... Uh, just generally like one of my all-time favorites. That was really exciting. I screamed. I, I watched it live, and I screamed when his music hit like an idiot. You didn't cry, My wife though. was watching me. She's like, no, I didn't cry, but it, it was, it was. I'm not going to lie, it was very emotional. Of course. Because, you know, he just shared so much of his story, you know, that he's kind of a polarizing figure. But, like, if you're, if you're like, vested in him and his story, like, to see him come back was, was very, uh, it was definitely emotional. Like, I, I know people that cried. Yeah, I uh, there's a guy on TV who got famous with memes, and I made a meme out of him. I couldn't help it. I was just like, there's a new crying. Oh, the crying guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, the, he's the new uh, he's the new uh, shocked Undertaker lost guy. That's that's what I was saying to somebody. Like he's that or that little girl. Uh, what was the match she watched? Where she had like the famous face. Like couldn't oh, believe the, it. The Cena. Uh, yeah. Oh well, there was the the, the Miz one uh, from Miz and Cena back at WrestleMania when Miz won. Like fucking in like 2000 or whenever that was, 2010. I don't know. Right. Um, but then there was also like the crying kid uh, during that Cena Brock Lesnar match. It's just crazy to me. I, I don't know about you, Alaska, if you ever cried during wrestling, but I can't, like, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I, I'm like excited he's back and everything, but you're crying for a dude to walk to a ring and to sit down and talk. Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. I maybe just. I don't know. I mean, salute to him. I mean, it, maybe being at like a live event is kind that of might have done it. That might have done kid, it. You know? Yeah. Like, because I've been definitely oh, no, been this at was like, a grown man. He's a grown man. A grown I think. Man. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I've definitely been at like concerts, like big concerts. You know, and, like just like the sound and the energy hits you, and it's like whoa, like kind of like feel yourself well up for a minute. Like holy crap, this is intense. Yeah, you really like Tesla, so I see why you got upset. You know, a little, little. <laughs> Little teary eye, <laughs> you know. I mean, Alaska's like every time Sticks plays "Come Sail Away," I just uh, fucking feel it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's always to me. about Tesla, modern day cowboys, baby. There you go. <laughs> I can't so, you know, listen. I got, to... I got a movie for you. I don't know if you saw. All right, here we go. Trick or treat. No, I've never seen that. I've I've been told to see that one as well. That's with the pumpkin Same one, right? Thing, and I finally did it, and it's really good. Cool. That I'm it's a, a real I'm, dope anthology. I'm writing it down right now because I definitely know. You know, I don't do a lot with the ghost type stuff, like the spirit things. Don't do anything for me, but same. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't get into those. We're always talking to watch Conjuring, and I don't even know that. I can't. I can't do it. But yeah, now trick or treat. All right, I'm, I'm checking it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. And there's this weird Omar Epps movie called Trick 
What? Which is like a slasher movie. Oh, it's really? On Hulu. It's surprisingly good. It always comes back to juice. <laughs> it always comes back to juice. Q! But yeah, it was, it's surprisingly good. I was like, oh, shit. By the end of it, I was like, oh, man, good twist, the whole shit. It's not a biop about Trick Daddy? It's a it's a slasher flick, you it's said? It's not, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's a, Trick Daddy stars as the killer. <laughs> Uh, That's great. And, and don't get sucked into the house that October built one or two. Oh, really? They suck. Oh, All like right. the first one's okay, but then like the sequel just like sort of makes everything suck. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to watch those, but since you said that, I definitely know I'm not going to bother. So they do not definitely get the Alaska stamp of approval. No, it's definitely not worth it. <laughs> Man, anything else you guys want to say about the album? Uh, you know, where can they follow you guys and? check out you know the merch and everything you go go ahead griff with the insubordinate stuff insubordinate records.com will get you to all the places you need to be um but uh if you want to find me directly i'm on all social social media as i am jason griff i also just dropped a beat tape it's called 40 nice there's 40 beats on it is that why it's called 40 griff <laughs> oh, there's a couple reasons that's one of them uh <laughs> 40, 40 is the title, 40 beats, 40 seconds each to celebrate me turning 26. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that tricky math. I'm trying to figure that out. Wait a minute. That's all that. It's all just fuzzy math. <laughs> it's just fuzzy math, man. How about you, Alaska? You got anything else coming up? Uh... Um, I mean, I got something coming. I just don't know when it's coming. There you go. Um, but it, it's an EP I did with, with uh, Ray West. So just... Basically, I'm not sure when it's coming, though. There you go. So stay tuned, people. I'd like to hear soon. that. Can it's I done. hear that? It's, it's I haven't heard that yet. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. All right, I'll send it to you. I mean, it's like, it sounds like shit because it hasn't even been mixed at all. But, I mean, it sounds oh, like okay. but, you know, it's like the mixes are all over the place. So, But I'll, I'll send it to yeah. you. I know, I know, I know how a demo works. I'll be all right. Okay, as long as you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I got that. Um, I did a couple songs uh, with my guy Deep from uh, Two Hungry Bros he, for a record he's working on. What else? And then uh, with uh, I did some songs with a, a friend of mine that might be a single, like a seven inch, but I'm not sure. Definitely, we'll see. definitely. I haven't heard from him since I sent them to him, so he might think they suck. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I would find that hard to believe, but you know. Opinions hey, are like yeah. rap careers. Everybody's got one. There it is. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Man, we we'll definitely be on the lookout for all those projects. And, and Griff, check your Dropbox because you're about to get that exclusive material from Alaska that we, oh, won't, yeah. we won't be hearing for whenever amount of time until it comes out. But Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Everybody will hear. There you go. Man. Yeah. Salute to both of you. These are coming on here. Griff, this is your fourth time, man. You're in an exclusive Company, is it four? Man. Jeez. Yeah, man. Okay. So I got to find some other people who've been on here three times to catch up to you. Or you could just keep coming on new projects and have a different you person know, with you each I, time. I, you know? I will most likely keep uh, coming out with new projects and, and continue to keep you in the loop on them. And I also, I, I recommended a bunch of people to have on. So I'm trying, I'm not trying to monopolize here. I'm really trying to spread the love. No, of course. No, you had Alex on with you last time. And of course, with Scorsese twice. And, and then you... And you had Mighty Healthy on? Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, King Micah came on. And, you know, like I said, Zilla Rocket came on a few episodes back. And, yeah, man. It's like I said, you know, uh-huh. all this. Did you have, did you have Black Lamore on? No. No, he has not been on here. Okay. 
that's, that he, sounds like Black Lamore. He's uh, he did the uh, the Gladiators joint with me and Alex and Shells as well okay. as uh, he's also on the um, he's also on the three one two EP on that song the middle. Okay. Uh, he's from uh, where's he from? He's from St. Louis. Okay. I was just down there like three days ago in St. Louis. Oh yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, the arch. Like, did you go up in the arch? I did. Yes. I've been there before, but it's the first time I went inside the, the arch. arch. Man. It's crazy. <clears throat> when in, inside the arch is kind of terrifying. Like you're in like a little fucking egg, and Dude. when you get up to the top and the wind blows, the whole fucking thing shakes. It's like fucking scary. Have you been there, like, Alaska? I'd rather just you know get about on a roller coaster. Yeah, you know about it, Alaska. You've been in there before. I've never been. There. I mean, I've been to St. Louis. I've never been to New York. So you're right, though. It feels like you're in a dryer. That's how it felt like for me with that little elevator that takes you to the top. <laughs> and there's five of us, so we all could barely fit in this damn thing. And when you right. get to the Nothing top, about it seems safe. no, and of course you got COVID on top of it, so. You know, it's not that they're cleaning these things in between. So we're probably putting ourselves at risk by doing this. But and when you get to the top and it's not a flat, you're walking on an angle and you're, oh, look, and you're looking out the windows and they're about the size of, you know, maybe like a computer screen. They're like rectangular. And, you know, St. Louis has like five blocks of interesting stuff. And then there's, you know, not a whole yeah. lot else. <laughs> it's like there's a river and then there's Illinois where I'm from across the way. But uh, yeah, but shout out St. Yeah. Louis. Just clean up your area a little bit. They 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 need some. Uh, somebody needs to go in there and buy some property because they need to build up <laughs> beyond that area a little bit. <laughs> come on, Nelly, put some money into that. Uh, I can't name any other St. Louis people. Ozzy Smith, come on, put some money into it. Yeah, they lose. The Wizard their- of Oz. I heard that place is filled with St. Lunatics as well. <laughs> mm, where they all speak that Midwest slang. I heard it's country grammar. They call it. Yeah. Uh, there it is. <laughs> it's definitely funny. Like you go to St. Louis and it's, it's like, you know, you're technically, you're still in the Midwest, but it feels like the South. Yeah. Like everyone down there has got a Southern accent. Yeah. It is that kind of like weirdness where it's like right on the, the border of being Midwest and Southern. It's almost like you keep going. You're like, this is where it starts. Like this is the beginning of it. It's only going to get more <laughs> South you from ever, here. You ever want to piss off someone from St. Louis? Say, Tell them, tell them St. Louis is part of the South. They'll be ready to fight you. Really? <laughs> I thought it'd be the other way around. I thought they were they were down for that. They're they're not part of that. And that's they, they feel like they're more Midwestern than, than Southern. They're yeah, they're they're adamantly looking down their noses at the South. The only thing I made myself conscious of was not to wear a Cubs shirt when I went down there. So Smart. Yeah. I mean I'm a big Cubs fan, but you know, I'm not trying to get beat up for wearing a blue shirt. <laughs> what are you doing wearing that? <laughs> So whatever. Yeah, it sounds like they have the upstate New York accent too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just a horrible impression is what that was. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out St. Louis, but uh, yeah, so he's from St. Louis, so maybe we'll have to get him on here too and talk talk about uh, what he's doing. So salute. You could ask him about the arch, and What's up with that, bro? Yeah. What's, what's up with that fucking arch? What's up with that arch, man? All right. What's nice up talking your, what's to you. What's up with your one fucking landmark? Suck it. What's up with your thing? That one thing. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing. The one thing you guys I guess have. We'll take, I guess they consider, um, I don't think it's called Bush Stadium anymore, but it, you know, it used to be where the Cardinals play it. They consider that a, a landmark. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been there before. I mean, my thing is I'm trying to go to every baseball stadium. And I, so I went there like in 2012 to watch the Cardinals play somebody. I think it was Milwaukee. And, you know, that park's nice. It's a newer version of Bush Stadium. But beyond that, it is, yeah, there's no other 
quote-unquote landmarks there. There's just, you know, some buildings and some somewhat regular restaurants like you see everywhere else, like Papa John's and stupid shit you see everywhere that you go. So, salute. The fine, the fine Papa John's of St. Louis. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they got the garlic butter sauce and the pepperoncinis. They do it differently down there. <laughs> Only the freshest pepperoncinis. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, fun fact: the uh, that garlic that uh, that garlic butter sauce is vegan. Is it? Yeah, because <laughs> it's not even real food. There's oh no animal God. product. Oh man, <laughs> that is a fun that fact. Is disgusting. <laughs> um, you know, whenever I get it, I I get excited. Um, I eat it. It's it's tasty, and then I immediately want to vomit as soon as I'm oh, done with it. I feel like anytime I like ever took a bite of it, even. I was like, oh, my God, my body's completely covered in grease inside and out. You need to shower. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Papa John's. Listen to the Infinite Papa Banter John's. podcast with the uh, the new Shacaroni. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to lose a sponsor now that I didn't have. Shacaroni. <laughs> That's a real thing. I got an email from, I got an email from Manscaped for the uh, Call Out Culture podcast. You guys going to do it? Or? Oh, take that. Take that. Take that money. I think that's when you've made it, when you've done Manscaped. I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, thinking, man. Holy shit, we made it. You have made We're it. We're on holy Manscaped's shit. radar with their 4,000 plus podcasts. Dude, <laughs> tell people how to shave their balls and getting paid to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm still I mean, waiting for let's that. Let's be honest, though. If you want to you think about targeted marketing, you got to figure eight out of 10 call out culture listeners has has awkwardly hairy balls. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I would say nine point five out of ten. You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, and 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 this is also based on the assumption that a hundred percent of listeners have balls. Well, there you go. Uh, no, ninety-five percent of them do. And I oh wow! All poorly groomed. <laughs> based off of the number of like bad beards I've seen. So. <laughs> yeah. Manscape. That's good. Your face is looking like that. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. yeah the, exactly. The curtains match the drapes, or with the rug, or what's that stupid saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, take on that sponsorship, man. That you guys have made it. You've made it. Yeah. No, we're taking it. You have. You'll to. start hearing Manscaped yeah. commercials and call out culture. Get them balls as smooth I as eggs. Yeah. Manscape followed by one for human zoo. <laughs> There you go. Great taste and go great together. <laughs> Man. Oh, Human amazing. Zoo and Manscaping brought to you by Alaska and Jason Griff. Thanks for coming on to Infinite Bands. Brought to you Bands. by Me Undies. Oh, dude. <laughs> My guy Bill Bird talks about those all the time on his podcast. One of the few I listen to. Yeah, yeah. Undies. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's all about yeah. like the men's middle region. If you start doing show uh, sponsors for that, you've made it. Demographic. Oh, yeah. Demographic target yeah, audience, right question. there. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Some me on these joints and maybe like untucked. I don't know if they still do podcast commercials. I remember they used to back in the day. They should. They'll come back just for you guys. Untucked and bonobos. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Maybe Funko Land will come back and Griff can voice something for that. Maybe, yeah. I think Griff should become their spokesperson. Yeah, dude. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I can be the spokesperson for GameStop. I'd be like, hey, my name's Jason Griff. I got fired from GameStop, and now I'm a world-famous record producer. So buy some video games. Yeah. 
<laughs> there get, it is. And shave your there balls. It is. <laughs> man. Get the Funko Pop. Oh, the man. Andy's Manscaped figure. There you go. <laughs> That's what it's about. <laughs> man, salute to you guys for coming on here. I had no idea we were going to talk about shaving balls. This is not in the show notes at all. Yeah, it really, it really took a turn. It That's really, okay. Really it, all, it usually yeah, does. It turned for the best. I mean, I had like yeah. 10 yeah. more. The fact that we talked about it on your podcast, you can now say that you can sponsor by Manscaped. There you go. I, you that's actually good. Alaska. That's what I've been trying to do here. I'm trying to get into Manscaped's pockets. So I was there hoping, you, you know, six degrees of separation. If they're talking to you guys, eventually, you know, I'm the Kevin Bacon of this shit. They'll come to me and then we'll get this going. So. Salute to you there guys you for coming on here and putting them out in the universe, speaking it out there. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to use the power of the secret. There it is. <laughs> Man, salute Jason Griff, Alaska. One more time, Human Zoo is the album. And uh, where can they find it, Griff? You know, the album, everything, merch, all that stuff? Insubordinaterecords.com. That's what's up. Boom. There it is. Man, thanks again, guys, for coming on here. And I'm no... I know for a fact you guys will be on here again, whether it's together or separate or some kind of combination of one of you guys. Like like Midnight Express, different tag team combos, right? That's what that was the whole concept of that album. So Exactly. Absolutely. Keep it going. There you go. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, thank and uh, you so much, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep that get that manscaped the uh, sponsorship. That's gonna be that's gonna be something, man. Now the big bucks start rolling in. Oh man, hella dough. <laughs> See, I'm on lettuce. And now, now I'm doing Manscaped commercials. There it is. Man, thanks again, guys. Salute to you dudes. And Human Zoo is a straight bang. Everybody listening, go check out Human Zoo from Griff and Alaska. Big up, guys. Thank you, man. No doubt. Thanks a peace. lot. Yeah, peace, man. Right. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Peace out, man. No doubt. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having us. No doubt, man. Alaska, I'm definitely going to check out that trick-or-treat movie, man. I'll let you know what I think of it. Yeah, let me know what you think. No doubt, man. And I'll try to think of some other stuff I watch, and I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, hit up me up. My, uh, and, and don't talk so bad about Boba Fett, man. Talk, you know, Keep that shit, you know, quiet, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> he's he's the most... I like how you put it, though. He's like... The mystique of him is what was making people excited about him. He never really did anything, but it was just he more never about... He did anything. It, nah, he just, you know, he fell in a hole, and... <laughs> it's like he's got yeah, hit in the back. Basically, yeah. he lived. But, he lived. Get, mean, off his, get off his! Come on, come on! He survived. Yeah, he, he got survived. out. Well, hopefully, he did a series. He did a He did a whole thing before all that. You know, you're basing that off of the original movies. There's, there's fucking canon behind him. There's, that's true. Yeah, and it's all whack. <laughs> Sorry, I brought this up after. <laughs> brought this up after the interview stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now he's badass in Mandalorian though, so I, I feel like yeah, they he they he rectified was. it. They, they they cleaned it up and the they fixed knee it. Gun. The knee gun is is everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, All right. Cool. The Book of Boba should be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it looks good. It could be really good. Bib Fat Tuna got taken out, and now he's going to be sitting there. It's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to all of it, man. But yeah, thanks again, yeah, guys. I'm excited for it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right, cool, man. Cool. Thanks, thank guys. You. Yeah, no doubt. Amen. Peace. Peace. Later. Always, always a fun time talking with those guys, Griff and Alaska. Yeah, and like I said, uh, <laughs> going down to St. Louis. I've been there before. Never went inside that arch, but you go inside there. It's like you're sitting in an escape pod from like Star Wars or something. You know, like with 3PO and R2-D2 went inside that 
shot off to Tatooine. You're sitting in like this circular elevator thing, and there's five of us, so we barely fit in there. A little bit of anxiety because of COVID. But yeah, and that thing shoots you to the middle, the top of the arch. And uh, it's crazy, man. Like I said, it felt like we were sitting in a dryer. It was hot. But uh, I definitely recommend anybody who goes to St. Louis, check that out. It's really fun. And the city museum was pretty cool, too. Definitely go check that out as well. Kind of had like this M.C. Escher, uh, Dr. Seuss vibe uh, with slides and stuff, but also like artifacts. It just is very weird. It's hard to explain. You'd have to check it out online or go there to see. But it's, it's not your typical museum by any means. All the slides that people could go on, they go from like the top floor down to the bottom. If I was in better shape, I would have done it. I thought I was going to pull a back out or something or <laughs> do some sort of damage to myself. So I, I wasn't interested in doing it. <laughs> the old me would have been all over it, but not the 40-something me. But let's go ahead and let's get into another track from Human Zoo, from the Manscapers themselves, Alaska and Jason Griff. This one right here is Juice Felix featuring Alex Ludovico, and it's got that Imperial Rod Digga kind of feel to it, of course. This is a song we talked about in the interview where they reference ColecoVision. So, you know, got to let you guys know what we're talking about. So here we go. This is Juice, and it's always funny because... Uh, Juice always comes up when Griff is on this show in some way or another. So it's funny that there's a song called Juice. We're going to play it right here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. This is Juice from Alaska and Jason Griff on their new album, Human Zoo, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. AQ! Yo, I'm eating cherry, spitting pizza to the coffee mug. Muggsy Bogues, Jersey, if it's Earth Day, then I'm off in bugs. Fuck your ecosystem, I'm ColecoVision and conditions. Air Hirachi, Akanaki, lovers rock apocalypse. Kiss me, deadly leader for the keys, open doors. Got the keystrokes off before your coffer and some the dog. Me so horny, bumping out the window with my parents with 88 junior year, trying to make them parents out. Now I'm just a parent, got my kid checking paraffin. Wandering around this Miss Fidel for my parish trip. Looking for some vomited air. Myself on my camera roll, not some camera. No, we in India, clones like Candace Owens. Damn it, Holmes. I'm David Mamet in the day trip. A wanderer, scene, steam, music, and a bombardier. Drone strikes, mass murder, like it's the Obama years. Doom shirt, Hyro had Alaska with the Amish. Hey, LA is the Imperial. You know you love it when you hear us on the radio. Download the joint and play that shit up in your stereo. Or in the streets or in your Jeeps up in your disco. And if you want the fly shit, homie, here we go. LA is looking fat up in the video With Griff up in the cup, but yo, you don't hear me though Just when you think we done with hits and we got plenty more I'm part agnostic and I'm part Ashkenazi Eating lobster and broccoli, robbing rockin' the copies Yo, it's just a hobby that I picked up in the lobby I'm Gilbert Godfrey, but God body, so Godspeed Out in Joshua Tree, the prophets look isosceles I don't fuck with squares who have fears about private property Pyrex in the kitchen, conditioned as iconography Bishop said ambitions are rider, this is my nihilism Nile Rogers and decoupages, I'm eating Faji Ali Ali oxen free, kick it like Ali Haji sheep Yo, let me pause and catch my breath, my G I've been fucking dope since Wyclef was claiming refugee You know I got the vocab for the Prozac Nation Since nation I was pro-black and cynical like Kojak I'm pro-vaccination, pro-procrastination Prototype for quid pro quo castinator Don Juan Matus, Gorilla Monsoon, Pasta Noose Prosta suit yourself for opportunities and knock and boost Get loose, get loose, Modi, get loose I'll drop your ass off the roof and doodle, say I got the juice Hey, LA is the Imperial, you know you 
love it when you hear us on the radio Download the joint and play that shit up in your stereo Or in the streets or in your jeeps up in your disco And if you want the fly shit, homie, here we go ALA is looking fat up in the video With grip up in the cup, but yo, you don't hear me though Just when you think we done with hits and we got plenty more Now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know who it is. King. It's your boy Eddie Kane, man. I'm with DJ Soundwave. Don't play yourself, man. You tuned in the Infinite Banner Podcast. Stay locked. You know the best is here, baby. Yeah. Make sure you check out my friends at the Bloody Babbles Podcast. Hey there, friends. Interested in another podcast to listen to between episodes? Well, you're in luck. Come check out Bloody Babble's podcast. We are a gaggle of babblers who talk of true crime and other gory wonderment. New episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are streamed. Happy babbling, my friends. Yo, this is DJ Chilwell, and you're rocking with my man DJ Soundwave, and you're listening to Infinite Banter. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is my man Kirk Acevedo telling me it is time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But a couple quick things before I get out of here. Wanted to give a big shout-out to Roxy. She's a wrestler for Ring of Honor, and she was on this show almost exactly two years ago. Well, she won the championship, the first-ever women's champion for Ring of Honor. She beat Miranda Alizé, and I just want to give a big shout-out to her. Congratulations. That was a big, big deal. Women's wrestling is in the forefront of most wrestling organizations, and Ring of Honor is following suit, and they are making their women's division a big thing. So salute to Roxy. Congratulations to Prodigy herself. She is now champion. And if you want to hear that episode I did with her, you know, she's on the rise. So, you, you know, you want to go back and check it out. It's episode 23. I, I really predict in a couple years she's going to be on AEW or WWE or one of the bigger, bigger promotions. But right now she's doing her thing for Ring of Honor and she is the champion. So salute to Roxy. And salute to Big E. He cashed in his money in the bank, and now he's a champion. On Raw, he beat Bobby Lashley after he beat Randy Orton. But he was, you know, having some knee issues, and he wasn't quite ready for a match. And uh, it, was a, it was a nice moment. Big E finally cashed it in. Maybe they're going to put Bobby Lashley on SmackDown. I'm not really sure how that's all going to work out. But as of right now, Big E is the champion for Raw, and he cashed in his money in the bank suitcase. So congratulations to Big E. So in, as far as wrestling goes, there's a lot of big things going on. And I'm not even talking about AEW. Usually they're the ones that are getting all the headlines right now. But recently, it's been, like for me personally, it's been Ring of Honor and seeing Big E get that belt. So salute to Big E, salute to Roxy. And also before I go, I definitely want to you know, bring up that there's been a couple of losses in the entertainment world. Uh, for me personally, The Wire is my all-time favorite show. And I saw Michael K. Williams had passed. He played Omar. You also might remember him on Boardwalk Empire, Chalky White. He's been in a bunch of movies and such. Just uh, one of the realest actors, you know, of, of all time. I mean, the dude just, you felt like he was really that person every time you saw him in a movie or a TV show. And uh, like I said, The Wire is my all-time favorite show. And Omar is my favorite character from The Wire. Whenever I say the word indeed, it always makes me think of Omar. You know, he had some memorable lines, some memorable scenes. The one that people talk about the most is the one where he's talking about if you aim for the king, you best not miss. Yeah, it's just it's just sad to see because he was such a such a great actor and just one of those real dudes. And you see a lot of people posting pictures where, you know, they met him and such. He just was just a great, great actor and from what I understand, a really good dude. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. And if you've never seen The Wire, I mean, I, I don't know how I can tell you this. Like, you, 
get on it. Like it's five seasons. It's one of the best shows, in my opinion, it is the best show. But you know, maybe not everybody's opinion. But it's one of the best shows of all time, and he just shines in it, and he's just so great. So definitely check him out. And uh, also, Norm Macdonald passed right before I started recording this. I saw that he passed away. Um, you know, that's just crazy. Being a big stand-up comedian fan and SNL fan, you know, he he was big on both of those. And uh, I actually just watched Dirty Work for the first time recently. I, I didn't really get into it too much, but a lot of people have been telling me for years to watch it. It was, it was all right. I more like the movie he did with Dave Chappelle called Screwed. I thought that was a better better use of him. But uh, a, a lot of people like Dirty Work, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. But yeah, he was a, he was an all-timer, man. He had that weird kind of sense of humor where it felt like he was telling like a dad joke. And it never felt like it was going to be funny, but because of the way he delivered it and the way he did it and took his own spin on things, he was just so good at that, that kind of dry sense of humor. And it just took forever to get to the punchline. But uh, he was so good at that, like kind of pulling you in and you know, just hitting you with, with that joke at the end. And even if you weren't sure if it was funny or not, for some reason it worked because that's just how he was. So, uh, you know, another another icon in the comedy game is passed on and it's it's been brutal this year, you know, so many losses. But uh, salute and rest in peace to Norm Macdonald, as well as Michael K. Williams, two people that definitely had an impact on me and entertained me for years. And we could always go back and watch their stuff on YouTube or online or whatever. But definitely uh, salute to those guys and rest in peace to Norm Macdonald and Michael K. Williams. All right, that's it for the show. The Infinite Banter Podcast is a wrap. Big shout out to my guys, Alaska and Jason Griff. Definitely go check out their new album, Human Zoo. You can find it on Bandcamp. And check them out at insubordinaterecords.com. You get some merch, some CDs, vinyl, whatever they got available for Human Zoo and anything else they've done in the past. It's all there. So definitely, definitely check them out. We're going to play one more song before we get out of here. I wanted to play a remix of one of the songs. This is uh, Animal Farm, and it's the Mighty Healthy remix. And Mighty Healthy's been on the show here, so it's uh, definitely definitely a good reason to play his version of the song Animal Farm. We talked about it in the interview, and uh, they've got so many good remixes of songs that are on here. Really great album. I definitely, like I said, go check it out. Human Zoo, Alaska, and Jason Griff. Right here, this is Animal Farm, the Mighty Healthy Remix. That's it for the Infinite Banter Podcast. And so I do another one of these. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Muy bien. Idos de aquí ahora que podéis. Si no lo hacéis, acabaréis como él. I might not be the goat, but I'm the dopest in the petting zoo. Rap motherfuckers are looking like Peter Pettigrew. Peter Parker Arachnid. Ray Quantarantia, the chamber back a rack of this rap shit. Call Harvard Classic. Piranha means Anaconda. Swarm Mary Capadonna in the cast pajamas. You should ask your mama. And your cousin too, we can wrap circles, rack yeah, your corpses like yeah. a buzzing uh, Okay, local zoo trip with your Uncle Lou Following the blood of Lord Harami to the sunk truth Fuck it's new, fuck it like the pouch of a mother boo After that shit movie, Anthony Anderson drug us What a guy, rap until I zap you with my bloody guy Horn lizard king, Mike Plum from the fucking sky Yeah, just conquered El Toro Your anamorph is a blobfish in a sports coat Four legs good, good, two legs better, better. Four legs good, good, two legs better, better. Four Four legs good, good, two legs better, better. Four legs good, good, two legs better, better. Uh, Okay, we the greatest duel since Mike and L. Rhyme 
around the side around you like a dog trying to bite its tail Hide the L's, raps trying to catch them all Especially lick your tongue for lick, licky is the saddest song Hide the skippy in the gif please, that is all Not to moan a boomer, you can get split in half your claws In the belly of the beast with your dad and mom Your other anamorph is a greasy target catalog You're the apex predators, perfect like a shark's is All these remorse fish can feast upon the carcass I can lose my limbs and regenerate like starfish Boom back, dinosaurs get tossed into the tar pits You know La Brea like it's me and my Aeolites Yo, the elephant in the room been afraid of mice Emerged from a lifetime underground like a cicada mite Me and Lou the new greatest duo since lice Four legs good, good, two legs better 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 ¿Quién se cree que es usted entrando aquí de esa manera? ¿Vale? ¡Cogedle! You run a foul from the block, young Joey, no pocket. Get my money in my sock, fantastic Mr. Fox. Yo, I'll run up in your chicken coop. Cool cat holding up the line at the kissing booth. Your motherfuckers go ahead and kill a mockingbird. I'll be listening to Gil Scott here on the Donald Bird. See, I'm from the old town, canary in the coal mine. Every round's a horse head one cause they control mine. Four guys and half like a gorilla in a bow tie. Circus, they open in front of kids during showtime. King Kong's got nothing on the way I wrote mines. Especially cause he's a monkey and he doesn't know. Alright, only Godzilla, my bro, my good things come to those who wait to fish at the low tide. Fuck that, I'm deadliest catch, this latest batch. Your other animals have what color, but afraid of that. Four legs good, good, two legs Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.